everyone, and welcome to Yolanda Yvette Speaks. It is me, Yolanda Yvette, motivational speaker, public speaking coach, author, and your podcast host. Like always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to be on the show, or if you, even if you know anyone who would be good for the show, um, or if you have any speaking opportunities for me as well, go ahead and reach out to me at Yolanda Yvette Speaks at gmail.com. That is Y O L A N D A Y V E T T E S P E A K S. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at the same name, Yolanda Yvette Speaks. Also, make your way on over to Amazon.com or you can go to thespeakupbook.com to order my book, Speak Up. This is where you'll learn the winning effective strategies to public speaking and making a prior making a profit in doing so y'all i promise y'all i can speak i'm just sitting here looking at this bio that i gotta read and if y'all know like y'all know my listeners know um shakira that i will tear up a bio in a minute so i think this is starting to be a drinking game for some people see how many messes you know how many times i can mess up in a bio so here we go y'all today we have shakira mosquito um i'm just gonna read listen let's start all over I'm going to read her bio as it is, okay? So Shakira Mosquito was not envisioning a future where she is seen as valuable when she was inspiring, encouraging, and supporting youths just a few years younger than herself. She was simply going through her renewal process, putting her life together after a series of setbacks. Being a victim of parental neglect, physical abuse, and high school dropout is exactly what makes her inspiration she is today many call her a late bloomer a dream seeker having struggled and still rose to success shakira is a trained educator hailing from the prestigious bethlehem more raven college in jamaica where she received her bachelor's in education in conjunction with the university of west indies mona at teachers college she is she turned the table going from a school dropout to being the longest surviving female student leader in the school's 159 year history, serving for four consecutive years and closing out at the guild as the guild's president. While studying, she acquired from the Canadian-based institution, Nigeria, oh, is it Nigeria? Niagara? Niagara. Niagara, like Nigeria, that's not right. Niagara College, <laughs> I told y'all, Niagara College, a certificate in student leadership development. She is also a heart NTA, a certified business administrator, a role which saw her serving in the fast food and hotel industry for five years. Shakira is the founder and coordinator of the Arakabessa. <laughs> She, she, she gonna, she's going to talk about the Arakabessa High School Mentorship Program, which promotes personal and community development for sustainable living. She is also an entrepreneur who operates an online empowerment service business, Goal Achievers Empowerment Services. She offers productivity coaching services to educators, leaders, and millennials, helping them to create customized productivity systems which suits their lifestyle as a transformational speaker. She's speaking on the topic, developing the productive mindset. This summer, she made the top 50 um, Amazon best-selling author of the self-help category with her first book, 
making the target tips on increasing your productivity level she believes in creating balance and enjoying life as goes by the mantra treat time like money value it and spend it wisely y'all listen y'all know what i'm about to say i'm about to sip on this water because she had me read this long bio that i done chopped and screwed like i usually do um so <laughs> i'm gonna welcome shakira mosquito to yolanda event speaks while well, i take me a sip of water y'all go hey hey shakira Hey girl, what's up? What's up? It's such a wonderful feeling being here with you and all these other bosses who are listening. Thank you guys for having me on your program. Oh, you listen, you are welcome. I'm just reading through the state. I listen, I read your bio and I chopped it, screwed it. I apologize, charged it to my head, not my heart. And listen, I, I, I think I got some of the words right, okay? I think you did, you I, did, you did. I tried my best. I'm like, okay, I had to write these things down in a way that I, I was able to understand them. But we're here now. So, Shakira, I want you to tell people who you are in your own words. I can read your bio all day, but it sounds a lot better coming from you. Okay, so for all the listeners, you would not know a thing about me even after listening to that bio. So I'm just a typical Jamaican girl uh, who is an educator. As the Bayou said, I dropped out of school, high school, and I was just wandering around, what's next? How am I going to bounce back? And then life would just give me an opportunity, someone believing in me just from hearing me speak and realizing that, oh, she ain't nuts. She has some sense. She has something about her. And, you know, they poured into me and I took what was being poured into me and I, you know, went back to school, got my degree, start working as a teacher. Then I realized that I needed more. I can do more. And that is how I basically branched off into becoming a coach. Outside of that, I'm a daddy's girl. I'm a big sister. I have five brothers. One sister is certified as six brothers, though, because she was, like, in the army, so, yeah. Um... I'm like a mother bear, I would say, when people ask me, do you have kids? I say, oh, I'm a thousand of them because I'm students. Mm-hmm. And I don't teach them as students, I teach them as my kids. Some of them even call me mommy, slipping up in class. Mom! And I'm like, hey, girl, I'm <laughs> So that's just me, a typical young, 31-year-old, mama bear, loving, caring, empowerment speaker. All right, let's jump into it. So how did the how did the high school dropout, um, the the girl at the time, uh, before she became into the woman that you are, the girl at the time, um, who had uh, parental neglect, who was going through physical abuse, um, how did this girl transform into this woman who was teaching others about empowerment? Well, to tell you the truth. It started out with me, as someone once put it, as you go through life, there's this cube, S cube. So it's yourself and your surrounding. What are you telling yourself? And I would tell myself, oh, I'm not good at this. People say I'm not good, so I'm not good. They must see, they must know, they're older than me. They are aware of life and everything. 
And so I would believe on the things that people would say and I'd start saying them to myself as well. And then a change in surrounding. So I was being in a home where I was being abused by my stepmom. Mm-hmm. And then like within a year of that relationship coming to an end between my parents and finding a new, you know, mother figure, I would say, things changed. She got me to counseling. I was able to express myself first and started listening to me. And in listening to me, they realized that there's more to me. And so they enrolled me in different programs that way I could develop. And then when I got the information, I started looking around at the kids around me. And their parents were also looking at me and they saw the transformation and they'd ask me, hey, talk to my son, talk to my daughter. And I would do that. And just from what I learned and sharing it, it just kept me, you know, I kept evolving then into the woman that I am today. How important is counseling, even from um, a, a, a youth perspective? I think it is pretty important because sometimes we may sit with our friends and you think that you are releasing when you're going through something but the truth is this counseling is not just about listening to what you have to say it's being able to give you something that you can hold on to something that can transform your perspective your mindset so so for example when i was going through my situations i would go to my friends i'd show them a scar and like hey i got beat last night or you know and after saying that then i would laugh hey, 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 and you know we'd have fun and then i'd come back home to the same problem but then when i would speak to a counselor they would say all right then so in the moment how are you feeling my friends say what you say how are you feeling they'll probably pat me on the shoulder you know give me a back rub give me a hug mm-hmm. and it then I'll just go back into the situation. When I got counseling, I was able to get the counseling, go into the situation, and then and be able to analyze how am I going to get myself out of this? How am I going to prevent this from happening? How am I going to react? How am I going to approach to the situation? That way I don't keep spiraling out of control. Ooh. You know what? You made a good point because a lot of times when we talk to our friends, um, it's very surface level of what they give us. They, you know, oh, okay, pat on the back, a little hug, because they don't know what to say. Um, yeah. Because sometimes they don't want to make things worse, and they don't want to get involved. But to actually ask someone, how how were you feeling during that moment? How did you feel afterwards? How you know? How did your day shift? How, just to ask about you um, personally in and be from that place where you can be vulnerable with them and not feel like you're being judged. I think that's a difference too when when you go to counseling because you're not really being judged by your peers from those that you know. Um, And it's like you can tell them your secrets because they don't know anybody to tell them to rather than telling them to your friend um, and then next thing you know, they done told their friends and now they're talking about you behind the back and everything. Like that's something that else that, that goes on in people's minds of why we don't share things with our with certain people. Did you go through that? I was lucky enough to have friends that when I say whatever to them, they kept it or forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a thing too. You just, oh, well, what did you say? I forgot. (laughs) Listen. You know, I was was listening, but they were there and, you know, present. 
they were present. Yeah. But even though they were there, I wasn't looking in the person's face to see if they were truly listening. Mm. I was just, I got an opportunity to pour out. I am pouring out. Mm. And then sometimes after when you're, you remember the time when I told you this? Uh, when? What? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, never mind. Don't even worry about it. We're good. <laughs> so let's talk about this dream seeker. How did you yes. become the dream seeker? Okay, becoming the dream seeker was a title that I actually got among many when they were like, "Oh, you're like a phoenix girl. Ooh. Oh, you're a late bloomer. Oh, you're a dream seeker. What's what's the whole thing behind it? All right, then. So when I was about two or three. Apparently, everyone looked at me and they saw that I was going to be a teacher because I would literally teach the plants in the home. Yes, I'd walk around teaching them to say the alphabet, count, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was in high school, in 10th grade, like a couple of months before I actually got kicked out, I guess I frustrated this educator to a point where he just got so fed up. He was like, you know what? You are not going to amount to anything in front of the entire class. That smashed me, right? So that's an educator right there. What did everybody saw me being an educator? When I was at 12, I had the responsibility of collecting my brother and about five of my cousins from basic school. So you call that kindergarten. Uh-huh. So I'm a 12-year-old walking with a life with about five or six kids behind me, behind me taking them home safely. Because this is Jamaica, right? That's how we roll. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, while I would wait on them, I would actually go into K1, the K1 class, and help the teacher teach. So there was teaching inside of me. I loved teaching. And then this person crushed my dream when they said, oh, you become nothing. And I started believing the person. But everywhere I went, Yolanda, every job I had, I worked in the fast food industry, selling patties, flipping burgers, and even my managers, they saw that, you know, you should be teaching. You know, you can be a good teacher. You're very good at training. And so I started dreaming about this and I went after this dream. When I realized that, oh, this teacher said something to you and he left it there. And you decide to take it up and walk with it around for years as if somebody's hammering you. Oh, you ain't going to be nothing. He said it once. One time. And I walked with it for years like a heavy load on my back. And then the minute I realized, oh, girl, everybody, the fast food joint, the hotel industry, they're telling you that you can become a teacher. They don't see you standing in front of a chalkboard, but you present yourself a certain way. Go mm-hmm. after your dreams. Can I tell you something, Yolanda? My first time applying for college, I didn't get through. Ooh. It was the second time around. And the second time around, all six colleges called for me. So oh, wow. that's how people come up with the, the title, Dream Seeker, Late Bloomer, Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, listen. Okay, Dream Seeker, Late Bloomer. You're here. Yes. No matter how late it took you to bloom, you are here. And what we're going to do is I want you to talk about um, what you do because you're a transformational speaker and yes. you talk on this on the topic of developing the productive mindset. So let's yes. t- talk about that, about the productive mindset. And how, okay. do, how, how do we become productive? 
oh man it is a whole as i would say to people being productive it's not just a, oh i'm gonna get up today and i'm gonna be productive it's a process and it's a process that you have to work for and you actually want in the first place and so i've explained to persons that coming up with this productive mindset you have to go to a series of other things so for example the activated mindset the growth mindset mm-hmm. so growth mindset is when you are looking at you say i'm not good yet but i can yeah activated mindset is when you say oh i have this resource i can do this let me do it and you actually start doing it mm-hmm. so you move from the from the growth mindset where you're saying oh i can do this i may not be able to do this now but i can do it then the activated mindset is when you get up and you do what you can do and the productive mindset is when you keep doing it being consistent mm. that and, way you can achieve and that's usually where we go wrong is to keep doing it yes because the laziness sets in or whatever it is the procrastination yeah all the excuses set in and then now we're wondering why we're not where we want to be right so what tips can you give us in increasing our um productivity all right one of the first thing is this you have to want what it is that you're going after and it's going to sound so cliche every time somebody say what's your why yeah really what is your why mm-hmm. why are you doing this podcast why do you get up every day and do it right. because it's fun it gives you um exposure or is it deep down inside you actually love doing it because i know for a fact it's not easy mm-hmm. finding the speakers to come on ensuring that your equipment is up and running and you know keeping your audience um and engage right right it's not easy but there's something inside of you that's pushing you to empower us the listeners mm-hmm. and so you get up every day and you show up so that's one of the first things you have to want to do this the second thing is having a routine no let me tell you let me take you back 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 I remember at the age of 12, Yolanda, I stepped in my grade 7 class and the teacher said, what's your New Year's resolution? And I heard my classmates, some of these persons I'm telling you about, they're now lawyers, doctors, politicians, and you know it in Jamaica. And even in the United States, in the medical field. And they were listing out all these goals, New Year's resolution. Oh, I'll be getting, I'll be moving up from 90, a 90% average to 100% average. Oh, I'll be, and I'm looking at this surviving around here mm. what are these 12 year olds bothering themselves about new year's resolution i didn't know what it was because it was not something that was you know mentioned or talked about in my home and uh, so i lived a spontaneous life i never set goals i didn't have a routine if anything happened it happened if it didn't happen it didn't happen there's no plan mm-hmm. if i make it i make it if i don't i don't and i tell you when i started working in the fast food industry my very first job i realized something i had to wake up early to get to work and i was like whoa 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 then i start asking myself do you want this job and i said yes and i realized that i had to create a routine mm. 
that's when I realized we are not so spontaneous after all. This thing that we have to tell ourselves, Yolanda, like, oh, I, 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 I don't like to be in a box. Right. And I, yeah, and I, 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 I am free spirited. I just like to go around. If you check the levels, in the mornings you wake up, you probably use the same hand to hold the toothbrush to brush your teeth all the time without even realizing. <laughs> in the mornings when you get up, you probably swing your foot off your bed a particular way, slipping your shoes, and you're the first thing that you do. You probably go and move your curtains, routine. Mm. And you don't even realize. So when I became aware. I realized that I could actually create a structure for myself. I was able to get up, reach work on time, never late, right? Mm-hmm. And I was able to observe what I needed to do, and I created a routine. Oh, I need to um, set up this area first because that person will need that area to do their job, and then I go around there and I do this so that the customers are okay. And I realized that I started creating a routine. And creating the routine, I realized that I became more productive. So when my co-workers would feel burnt out, you better believe that I would leave work, I'd go to parties, make it home, sleep, and I'm back on the grind. Yeah. Ooh, routine. I, it, you're not the first person I heard say routines. Like, we need routines. And I'm still struggling. That's what I struggle on the routine part because I, I need to even get myself on a bedtime routine to go to sleep, like to shut this laptop, you know, down, turn the TV off and go to bed and go to sleep, you know, because I know a lot of people like will wake up earlier and then, you know, have your to do list or whatever. But even as you mentioned, um, we brushing our teeth with the same hand, not even realizing we're doing so many things on routine. And the thing is, we have bad routines as well that we have adopted and don't even know that we're doing. So those are habits that we have to break and re-teach ourselves good routines. Okay, all right, continue, girl. Go ahead. I'm I got I'm taking notes. <laughs> okay. So after you create this routine, another thing I tell people in order for you to you know be productive is create a workflow similar to a routine. And so as you said, what you said just now, you know, close down the um laptop, go to bed, create a sleep routine. Um, I consider myself uh, somewhat of a triple threat then as it relates to work. So I'm still a teacher. Mm-hmm. Even during this pandemic, I'm still working. I still do speaking engagement virtually. Mm-hmm. I still go out and I still promote and try to sell my book. And I still have coaching. Mm-hmm. How do I do these things? All right, then. I look at the timetable that the government gives me to work with. And then I create my own routine around that, my own work schedule around that. So I know that, all right then, I what I have is the, a morning routine. I was never really a morning person. So I created a routine that will actually get me energized. So I wake up early, not like all of those um, other fancy experts out here waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Nobody got Yes, yeah, so like I get up at three, I get up at four. Uh huh. <laughs> no, sorry. I actually work outside of the parish that I live in. So, for example, you could probably say I work out of state then. Mm. And I have to travel in the morning. So, I know that I wake up at like four o'clock. And when I wake up at four o'clock or four thirty, I go and I do a little workout. And my thing is not to hit or cardio, it's just to do stretching for 30 minutes. Yeah. And I have my devotion. 
by the time I have my devotion, I feel so grateful for being alive. Then I have my nice breakfast that's going to wake me up like fruits. Then I probably read something to engage my mind. So my entire morning is about me. Before I approach my students, my clients, anybody, I pick me. Yeah. Right? Yes. So then now, get that out, that routine out of the way, I work on my workflow. So I may look and I say, all right, so I have a class at 8.30 in the morning. And that class ends at 10. But I don't have another class until about 2 o'clock. I'm going to throw something in between that time and coach somebody during that time. Mm-hmm. If I can do, let us say, a podcast interview at that time, I'm going to do it. Right? But here's the one thing that gets me in discipline. I realize that the mere fact that I still have some years to serve, and that is my choice to serve in the education system here in Jamaica, I have to juggle my job and still show up excellent, and I have to maintain my business and show up excellent as well, right? Mm. And so I don't shortchange anybody. My students, they're like my clients. Customer service is important to me. So I show up for them. I don't say to my students, oh, sorry guys, I can't be I'm gonna end class early because I have to go and talk to Yolanda. No, I don't do that. I give them their time. I don't cut into their time, right? So I'm creating a workflow there. Let's use this now, Yolanda. At 10 p.m., if I'm marking a book, if I'm marking a paper, and there's just one thing left to mark, going right down the tennis locked down locked up closed down and I shut off myself from the world and prepare myself to go and sleep by 11 o'clock because a girl gotta wake up at 4 mm-hmm. yes so as I'm saying I'm not coming on live at 10 o'clock with anybody I have paperwork doing administrative stuff doing at that time I discipline myself shut it down because there's one thing I know that will stop me from being productive is being burnt out mm. and not getting enough rest it's because I'm aware of the things that will drain me. I just swerve. So at 10 o'clock, even if I'm not going to close my eyes at 10.30 or 11 o'clock, I stop working and prepare my body to relax. Oh, that's good right there. That is so good right there. I have had people telling me, like, uh, it's 11.30, close it down. And I'm like, mm, okay, whatever. And then I'll talk to them later, like, what are you doing? in front of my laptop they're like okay so but it is good to hear you say like it doesn't matter if it if you have one more question or one more marking to do it's not getting done you are shutting down and i think that is so good for me to hear because um i I think i'm gonna adopt that i'm not even gonna think i'm gonna adopt that that mindset of i don't care if it's not done it's gonna get done tomorrow like i did my work for the day and it's not I don't feel like that's being um like you're procrastinating because you know people are like well you know you could have did it today but it, I don't I don't feel like that's a, a, a thing when it comes to that because you're taking care of yourself and you're not no good to anybody um if you're not taking care of yourself but well I want you to I want you to speak on that because sometimes people will probably consider that being procrastination because now you're putting off what you could have done instead of closing that laptop or closing those books all right, so here is uh, the technique that I use. I use the top three technique. And the top three technique is where I, that, that they, on Sundays, I do what I call reset. And what I mean by reset is when I sit and I think about all the things that I need to accomplish within this week. 
sometimes the listening well kicks in when you think you're on them. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I'm only doing three things at a, at a time. So on Monday, there's three things that on this list of 15 things that I need to do. And I'm going to look through that list and I say, what do I need to get done on Monday? All right, so this is it, number one. All right, what's next on? All right, that's this, this has to be done on Monday. I can't let this wait until Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Three things, just three things. So when you see me working on those papers, probably those papers are in all the three things. Those three things got done early on in the day. These mm-hmm. are just complementary things because I can't, I have a job, a career that does not sleep. It's not like I'm a banker. Say okay, then it's 2 30. Bank closes, close the door, close down your computer, put away this. I can't take home the work. This the company, no, I have to actually take home the home and stuff. Yes, so my bedroom is like a mini office. My bed has books and stuff on there. Thank God I ain't got nobody there, but you know, <laughs> so I have to use a technique. And the one that works for me is the top three. And the top three, it means that there are three important things that I have to get done by a particular time of the day. And that doesn't mean um, 10 o'clock. And even if it's one of those things that take me up until 10 o'clock, when 10 o'clock hits Yolanda, I know that I need the rest. Don't wait until you're drained yes. to give yourself break. No. Even the, the, the equipment that you're using, you and I know that you can't run the laptop for the entire day or the computer or whatever other device that you're using. You have to allow them to break. So if the machine needs break, what about you? Ooh, that's good right there, Shakira. That's good right there. We sit there and we recharge our electronics. We charge our, all of our, you know, because it gets to a certain percent. We're like, where's my charger? And, you know what I'm saying? Because if not, it's going to shut down. That's our body as well. We are going to shut down. And we never say to ourselves, let me recharge. We just keep going and going and going. Oh, that's good right there. That's good stuff. And then guess what? You wake up the next morning and you look and you're like, oh, God, oh, another hour. Yes. So when you should be working, that's when you start recharging. And Uh before you know it, the day... The entire morning is done. You're up at 12 o'clock. You would have wasted all many hours that you could have done something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I've, yeah. I've been there. You're like, oh my goodness, the whole day got away from me. He didn't, I haven't felt, I didn't accomplish anything because this goes back to not having that routine, not being disciplined, um, or having the proper workflow. Oh, that is good, Shakira. I like that's good. Listen. I need you to help me streamline my workflow <laughs> and create routines. Say no more. Say and, no more. Cause this, this, cause we find ourselves just. Everyone always says you can't pour from an empty cup, but we—that's exactly how we are pretty much operating and not knowing. And that goes back to those bad habits, those bad routines that we were talking about. Um, so we're really not even giving all of our good self. We're just giving fumes and just coffee grounds you know the bottom of the barrel to people because we are not even giving nothing to ourselves we're not recharging ourselves we're not having those routines and places as you're saying they are important Um, and it's not even just for um uh, entrepreneurs this is for anybody even if you're like the stay-at-home mother or the stay-at-home father it's the same thing routines are important we try to get our we put our children on bedtime routines all the time thank you why not ourselves thank you 
that's something that I that invite my clients to have kids. Oh my god, I'm a mother. You don't understand. You're a dog mom. It's different. Look at your girl. Put that baby on the uh-huh. You still wait. There's a time when the baby wakes up at a particular time to clean. Why? You created that routine with the baby. Right. Right? Because what happened with the baby? The baby will sleep and starve. But you were the one going there to wake up the baby at whatever time. It's time for you to eat at this time. Okay, go back to sleep. You created a routine with this baby. Keep it up. Like I would say to them, all right then. Um, if you have like a toddler or a child, use creating a routine to teach them a lot of things as well. So for my 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 the audience members, the audience who you know maybe listening, they have a three-year-old, a four-year-old, or you know up to six, and they're learning about time. You're working, Yolanda. You start teaching them the time. All right. So when mommy's sleeping around the computer here and daylight outside, and you see the hand, the long hand on that number and the short, and talk to mommy. Go and play, and they get it. Mm-hmm. They get it. It's like a game for them. And guess what? You start seeing them doing. They're coming to you and they're looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. You know, as young as they are. Wow. So, uh, you know, I want you to talk about um, the productivity, even in our kids, um, the teenagers, the not the toddler, but you know, just even the younger age, um, because right now they're in the the mode of, hey, technology, YouTube, telephone, you know, that's all they're doing pretty much. Um, how do you increase the productivity in them? Okay, so being a teacher, and the thing is, is I'm a high school teacher, so I work with youth all day, and then you mentioned the Oracle Vista High Mentorship Program in the bio, mm-hmm. so I actually work with them to do things like this. I tell them, look, the school, they give you a timetable. It tells you when you're supposed to be at whichever class. Guess what? When you leave here, there's no schedule like that at home. But guess what? You can create one for yourself. So again, I give them the opportunity to create a workflow. Mm-hmm. So in the mornings when you get up, what do you do? Oh, I, I come to school, then I have breakfast at school, or I have breakfast at home, then I meet my way to school. So between this time to that time, between let us say 7 a.m. to 12, I'm at school, or between 12 and 5, I'm at school, or between two, um, 8.30 and 2.30, I'm at school. After that, what do you do? You should be studying, you should be doing homework, but you don't do that. You go and play games, right? Mm-hmm. How about you go home and you recharge however you need to be recharged? That could be sleeping, that could be playing the games, because I don't restrict my kids from playing games. Like parenting, my kids, my students. Mm-hmm. I tell the parents, please allow my son to play some games, give him at least an hour. After that hour, then you go and wash the dishes. Yeah, like I'm in their home. You go and wash the dishes. All right, you need to in the yard. Go and do that. All right, and so that will probably run for an hour. Then you take a 10-minute break, 15-minute break, stretch your legs, talk to your girlfriend on Skype, whatever it is that you want to do. Then you go and you do some homework. You may do maths tonight, English tonight, and you go to your bed early. That is you being productive. So you get whatever it is. Your parents are investing in your education, so you get that out of the way. You like to relax and play games, you get that in. All right, then you have to keep your stay at home doing some chores. You get those done. Mm-hmm. You're a kid. You're a kid. 
those are that's all you have to do. Those are the only things you have to do. Go to school, do some chores, and have fun. Right? Yeah. Nobody's restricting you from having fun as a kid. Mm-hmm. But just this just lay out when do I do what? That's good. Those are good tips. Um for not, not not even parents just for anybody guardians or like you said teachers you know what i'm saying it, it takes a village so those are very very good tips that that we can start implementing right now right now um and, and especially to take out the thing of saying you need to recharge yourself even children they need to recharge themselves too so like don't get on them when they're like I'm sleepy. I've been in class for eight hours. You know, I just need to recharge a little bit, and then yeah. let me in, and let, then they can bounce back. Uh, I want you, you. You mentioned it really quickly. We're not gonna glance over it. Um, okay. a Hello, ah ha. You got it, girl. A um high school mentorship program. I want you to talk about that. That that because your face lit up when you when you said it. So go ahead and talk about that for a bit. Okay, so the Arakabesa Mentorship Program, it, high school mentorship program, it's uh, a baby for me. I teach at a at-risk school here in Jamaica. At-risk meaning that the socioeconomic background of my students is at the lowest level, right? And the majority of the students that come to my school, they come in as if it's academically, they're going at the lowest level and so we call them at risk and you know you have to give them more than just one plus one is two a b c some of them it's high school and we're the ones who are teaching them how to actually spell their name mm-hmm. and this is high school they come to us at 12 right mm-hmm. they come to us not being able to do a lot of things and their parents uh, there are certain things that they don't value and so this program started when I just started teaching and I had a class. It was one of the roughest class I tell Yolanda, the roughest class. And I was like, I remember while I was training to become a teacher and I remember what a teacher said to me, you're not going to become anything. And I said to myself, God, if you place me at a school, don't ever put me in a position where I count out anybody's child. Mm. Don't you, God, don't do it. And while I was at that class, I kept saying it in my head, don't count them out, don't count them out. And I stopped going in the class and just teaching them for the entire hour that I would have them. So I probably do 10 minutes and I just motivate them, talk to them about life, and let them know that, hey guys, you know, Matt, we are so afraid of Matt. Guess what? I failed Matt like three times. Mm-hmm right and i'm telling them stories about myself where i'm coming from and how they can you know evolve and become better for the boys who love sports but they can't read and tell them hey you guys you have to learn how to read why you need to sign a contract and you end up getting you know in problems and one of the young ladies in the class she got herself in trouble and she ended up in the vice principal's office and her parents had to come in the coordinator for the grade had to go the dean of discipline had to be there and she would not respond to anybody not even our own parents and she said I'm not going to speak on this business right here and when I went in there and I you know gave my support and everything when I stepped out the coordinator came to me and she said I don't know what you're doing little sister about whatever it is that you're doing finish it up 
and I said, say no more. And I came home and I drafted up something, a plan, a schedule, how I can interact with them and stuff. And that very same child, the second year when I had the mentorship program, she even got her family members to come and they were new students at the school. And I just accommodated them. So I use that time to teach them conflict resolution so they're not fighting and killing off themselves. I use that to teach them how to you know to give public speaking. Uh, I use the opportunity to teach them how to set goals and stuff like that. So and even giving back to the community so they would prepare care packages so they would go home, they'll go through their closet, look for clothes and they're like, all right, and this is in good condition and I tell them you have to wash it, make sure it's something that you want and they package right. it up and we take it to um, the less fortunate. We'll get toiletries and I have them package them up and they'll take them to different homes in the parish or any other parish homes and people and we visit and I have them drop it off so they feel that look even though you're in a position there's somebody who mm. has it booked like you so yeah life skills and teaching them how to sustain you know you know what I appreciate you so much because you're pouring into children um it's an addition I always say you know it takes a village so the parents do so much and then you're coming in and pouring even more into them the fact that she's like I'm not going to speak unless she's in here gave her some sense of comfort and protection and that is invaluable you're the person that they're not going to forget because you always have that one teacher you know what I'm saying just like you have that teacher who was so negative to you um, that you have never forgotten you will be that person who's so positive in their life. Like I've never forgotten Mrs. Mosquito. I never forgot her. Like she's she's poured into me in the most powerful way possible. And I want to give back because she gave so much to me. And that's amazing. And I even appreciate the teacher who spoke negatively to you because that sparked something into you that yes. turned that negative turned into something so positive. So I I'm appreciative of him too. Because I, I, who would who would have known where you would have been if he didn't say that to you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, Absolutely. yeah. So that listen, I am I'm so proud of you and everything that you are doing. I Thank am. You. I want to I want to get to talking about Miss Top Fifty Amazon best-selling author. Okay. All right. Woo. We're not go. We are not gonna overlook that. I want you to talk about this book. And I want you to tell them how they can get this book. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to let you talk. I'm just going to be quiet this time. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So the book, as always, I always have some backstory. So when this pandemic hit, I, we were all sent home. Yeah. And while I was at home, I had to learn new ways of teaching my students. So here in Jamaica, you know, we look where resources are concerned as it relates to teaching online. We are like at the back of the line. And so I had to teach myself how to use the online um, platform and then learn how to use it as a teacher, learn how to use it as a student and then teach my students who had exams like within months to do, right? Mm -hmm. After doing that, I was like, what's next? Then I pulled up my kit, my routine builder kit that I had on my shelf and I was like, you know what? I'm up on social media and I was like, hey guys, I'm going to do a routine builder challenge. Who would like to be a part of it? And the person started signing up. 
then someone saw me on Instagram and they asked me to come and do a live teaching foods how to be productive during COVID. So while I was doing that live um, interview, I said, guys, I'm going to give you guys a gift. Would you sign up for my routine builder challenge and let me help you to build routines that way you can be successful? They were like, yes. So I ended up having like about three um, groups doing this with throughout the time. And then one of the groups, they said to me, coach, why don't you put this in a book? what you the content that you're sharing with us i think you should put it in a book because what i was teaching them was to build routines how to be strategic how to you know activate so that they can achieve and i sat down i did not for like within a week or two weeks and i wrote the book and then i got it published so you can find making the target simple tips on increasing your productivity level on amazon you have the kindle version and you can get the paperback version all on amazon so that's how I came, listening to what my clients were saying and then giving them, opposed to just saying, oh, I'm an expert in this. I'm going to give you what I think you need. They said, hey, we need this too. So because here's the thing, after talking to me for like an hour or two hours, sometimes they forget and sometimes they just jot down, you know, what is important to them in the moment. But then when I write the book, they can always read it, go back, look at something. So that's how the book came up. And then what I took from that is this. We are in a pandemic, we're in a lockdown, and I could have said, you know what, I'm just gonna lockdown, I'm just gonna rest. Yeah. But I wrote the book, because a lot of persons, when 2020 rolled around and all these things were happening, they started writing off their goals and uh, this, I'm gonna just leave this until next year. Now, I did my vision board in 2019, and on that vision board, December 2019, on that vision board for 2020, I had published a book. This is not the book that I was talking about, but this is the book that came. Hey. There we go. So, if you want to learn how to be, you know, activated so that you can achieve, if you want to learn about strategic planning, if you want to learn about building routines, all there in Making the Target. And as I said, you can get that on Amazon. There's a Kindle version and there is the paperback. See, I did really good. I let you just talk because I'm like, and I I agree with everything that you're saying. Like, you write you write a book to answer people's questions, not just because you're like, "Eh, I just want to write a book just to write a book. No, you are helping people because obviously this is something that they needed to hear. And like you said, you can talk all day long, and they're just gonna have little notes here and there. But now they have this book, they have this guide that they can keep going back to. And every time you read a book, I feel like you're, you're always going to pick up something different depending on what stage you are in your life. So listen, congratulations, because that, that's an amazing accomplishment. So I also want you to tell people how they can get in contact with you. How, how, okay. how, how can they get you? I'm going to be quiet again. Go ahead, productivity coach. Go ahead. Okay, so if you are like me, you love to shoot emails, you can email me at info at kerainspires.com. So that is info, I-N-F-O, at K-E-R-A-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-S.com. If you are on social media, you can find me on Facebook at Goal Achievers Empowerment Services, or you can find me on Instagram at Coach Kira or Kira Inspires. So I do handles on Instagram. So you can find me at Kira Inspires or Coach Kira. 
Well, you guys know I'm going to have all that information in the detail pages. I mean, on the detail page of the podcast. So you can just go back into the beginning and you can just click on it. Um, so you can catch all the spellings. You can all that other good stuff. Don't worry about it. You ain't got to hit no rewind button or whatever. You're good. I got you covered. Um, Shakira, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you taking this time out to help us be productive for you being transparent and just for you being the person that you are and pouring into the younger generation and not even just the younger generation you're pouring into so many people period and again i thank you for what you're doing and don't stop because you're you're the mother to a whole bunch of people you are part of people's villages and continue to be that continue to be inspiring continue to be that positive because you never know what people are going home to and so the fact that they know that they have you in their corner is amazing it's so amazing so again thank you so 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 much and i can't wait to hear what you're about to say so i want you to leave our listeners with the tip whatever is on your heart your mind your soul the first thing that comes to your mind Okay, so one of the first things that comes to my mind is to actually give you guys something that can help you guys um, throughout this year. And if you guys uh, type in your browser, your engine, uh, bit.ly, so bit.ly slash golden, get golden, so that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital G E-T G-O a-L-D-E-N, then you will have access to the planner that I created, the Golden Action Planner, and that will help you to outline the goals that you want to set for this year, and it also, for well, 2021, or whichever year, because it's not dated, and it will also help you to create a brain dump, then it will also help you to do an action plan, what do you need, who do you need, how much money do you need to get this done, what's the timeline, then you will also have like a monthly tracker that way and then it keeps it broken down into weekly so you can track your goals weekly so it helps to keep you productive and accountable for the goals that you have in mind for this year so that's my gift to you guys all the listeners because i really appreciate being here with you guys and what i want to say in closing is you define what is success you don't depend on anyone to define your life for you don't give up on your dreams dream big it may sound cliche hearing oh dream big dream for the stars but i'm here to tell you i didn't lay down and die i rose to the occasion and i came and i got what i needed to get and i'm giving back so and giving back actually helps me to go even more so that's my message to you guys Ooh, okay. Y'all heard it from Miss Shakira Mosquita. Get golden. G-O-A-L-D-E-N. Get golden and you define you. Don't let nobody else define you. Um, you it's your story. It's your life, right? So this has been another episode of Yolanda Yvette Speaks. I love you all dearly, and I will talk to you all next time. Bye.